Chuck you farley. Mike Papa. Lindy. The fuck card. Why? <laughs> <laughs> I feel like I feel like I'm watching Wimbledon right now. My head's going back and forth. This is another episode of We're sorry, did we offend you? Yeah, sorry, did I? <laughs> sorry, not sorry. Yeah. yeah. All right. So hey, hey, it's been a fun week. I know. It's been a real fun week. I, I got shit ton of clips. Okay. I got. Uh, I mean, like everything. Like fucking really fucking retarded people, libtards out there. They're just like. I don't know what is going through their fucking head, but you know we'll play them. We're gonna we're gonna listen to uh, the number one song on iTunes, the new hit song. Yeah, and Richmond, north of Richmond, and we're gonna talk about um, uh, well, we're gonna talk about the Tucker interview with the no. Capitol Police Chief, oh. which, the one that he had to redo. Yeah, well, it's it's probably better. Yeah, yeah, and then. The, there was a. I was reading. I was going through Twitter today. There's another guy out there that Tucker apparently interviewed. Uh-huh. Stop. <laughs> Tucker interviewed. And um, and apparently he withheld. He goes, "I wish I would have told Tucker everything I know." And he wants to go back on there now. He's another Capitol Police officer who was there, who can help fill in some blanks. He says. And well, uh, let me see. So, I think it's. Um, let me see if I can find the guy's name because uh, um, there's been a guy basically collaborating uh, a lot of these stories. Mm-hmm. Um, Tariq Johnson? Yeah. Yeah. He was a Capitol Police officer and he said one of the tweets you know, that came out, well, I guess we're getting into it. You want to get into that right now? Yeah, might as well. Um, it's going to be because it's going to be the bigger segment of the show. Okay, so what it was is uh, the chief of police. Uh, Sund is interviewed by Tucker Carlson at Fox News, mm-hmm. and they fired Tucker Carlson before that episode could air. I guess they wanted to bury it. Right. So since Tucker doesn't have access and is not legal to air that footage, he re-interviewed the police chief and they mm-hmm. put it on Twitter, and it was a 55-minute interview. Yeah. Right. Yeah. And, and it's well worth every fucking minute of watching it. Okay. Because you'll come away from that freaking pissed off. Right. And uh, so Tariq Johnson is another guy that says, I pray one day you find out. One name you hear in the interview is Yogananda Pittman. Um, she was the chief of intelligence or head of intelligence for Capitol Police that, mm-hmm. that day. Mm-hmm. And uh, says, find out what she did before, during, and after January 6th and the power she possessed before it's too late. Mm-hmm. Tucker's show is great today, but when all the details come out about her, he could easily fill an entire episode just discussing her. She destroyed our country. Most people don't even know who she is. The good thing is we can rebuild it and make it better. Uh, I, with the help of members of my team, can fill in the gaps Sun had about what intelligence Pittman had and what she did with it. Like I said a few days back, I wish I had told Tucker everything I knew in February, but I do believe he would believe me now. Telling him January 6th was a setup does not seem so far-fetched now. Good night, and God bless. Yeah, that's yeah. that was the tweet I, I was reading this morning. But yeah. I read another one, but yeah, that was the one I, I, that really grabbed my attention. So, um, so the interview mm-hmm. starts. This dude lays out that as a Capitol Police, the chief of Capitol Police, mm-hmm. all the different agencies, law enforcement agencies, federal, local, state, when they started having gathering intel or getting uh, threats about January 6th, mm-hmm. um, usually share the information. 
right. uh, through joint intelligence briefings, through uh, all the calls. Mm-hmm. Uh, he said there were got none of that. He was on phone calls like the days leading up to January 6th, and there was never anything about any threats. Yeah, they were – and what did he say? He said something about um, they were treating it like any other – any other protest, First yeah. Amendment thing, yeah. and he said because they had no threats, and um, in the fact that you know, in the days up to it, you know, he had requested National Guard and was denied uh-huh. um, through the sergeants of the arms. Well, yeah, you want to hear about that one? Yeah, you got it. Yeah, Here, here's a clip about about that, and, and listen to this. Congress passed the law. It's two U.S. Uh, code 1970. Look it up. Uh, just make sure you look it up before December 22 when they changed it. Um, so what was in effect on the 6th, that requires me to go and get approval for bringing in National Guard or federal assistance in advance. I have to go to the Capitol Police Board and get approval from congressional leadership in advance, like I did on January 3rd. I'm denied twice because of optics and because the intelligence didn't support it. So think about that. Let me ask you, who made that decision? Who denied you? Uh, I was denied by Paul Irving, House Sergeant Arms, uh, and also Mike Stinger, uh, Senate Sergeant Arms. And who do they work for? Who do they work for? Uh, it would have been uh, working for Pelosi on the House side. That Pelosi was number one boss, and then uh, McConnell on the Senate side. Uh-huh. Talk about yourself for a second, but um, you guys that you guys heard that they worked for Pelosi. Yeah, Pelosi and uh, Mitch McConnell. Mm-hmm. Well, yeah, that's good, and it's a direct report. It's you know the Sergeant Arm reports directly to. It's like there's nobody in between. Right, and uh, yeah. they denied. Uh, on January 3rd, so three days before he was asking because the event was going to be so large. Right, right. Yeah, so he's, trying, large. he's trying to be proactive mm-hmm. and denied. De- yeah, and uh, so he, he asked the, the was it the D.C. police chief, not chief, was it the chief? Yeah, maybe it was the chief to put some CTU units close by, close, yeah. you know, just in case. And, you know. and they did, but then... Um, what, what was it? it? Was he said twelve fifty eight or whatever? All shit started to break loose. Break loose, and um, he, and so he called this Paul Irving, Paul Irving guy, and asked for National Guard, and and this everything's happening now. Yeah. And he goes, well, let me, uh, I'll I'll take it and I'll run it up the chain. And he goes, we don't have time. And he goes, my guys are getting their ass handed to them. Yeah, and. Uh, he goes, well, you know, we're running up the chain, and then so he, so then he calls the Mike Stinger guy, and he and he goes, well, what'd Paul say? And he goes, you he said he's gonna run up the chain. He goes, well, let's see what he comes back with. So he said, seventy-one minutes later, mm-hmm. he got authorization to use the National Guard. Seventy-one minutes. Then he gets on a phone call with General Pyatt, I think he said his name was, yeah. over at the Pentagon. Yeah, to, and, to and get the guard over there. And the guard is within eye shot of the, the Capitol. Capitol. And, and this guy's, well, I don't, I don't like the optics of having the military at the Capitol. Yeah. Right? Yeah. And then by the time they, they took those guys, they took them all the way back to the D.C. Armory, which is on the other side of the White House, away mm-hmm. from the Capitol. Mm-hmm. Um, and they put them to assign them to... Guard generals' houses instead. Yeah, and then by the time the National Guard actually got on scene, it was six p.m. It was six p.m. Everybody's gone. Yeah, everything's under control. Everything's gone. And and, and they put them took pictures of them in front of the Capitol for yeah. the National Guard magazine. Yeah, because yeah. I think I remember getting that magazine. Really? Yeah. 
Yeah, what about the optics? Isn't that bad optics? Because he said they had a, they all had their riot shields yeah, up. And, yeah. yeah. And then, okay, if it was such bad optics, then why? What do you call that shit they did during the inauguration with the fence and everything? Yeah, exactly. <laughs> Put it on everything on lockdown. <laughs> yeah, exactly. You know, it, it's a thing. It's, it, it's, the optics was Trump bad. Trump caused this. Um, uh-huh. in, in, it's starting to come out. If you haven't seen the interview, watch it because there's more i mean it's like um he talked about general milley using some intelligence thing and wanted to lock down dc well milley yeah. doesn't have that authority yeah. um the Here. pentagon one, right. you have that yeah i believe so the military the united states military um and this gets really convoluted once you get into the the response on january 6th and how i was delayed getting resources you have the United States military, um, the Secretary of Defense, or Acting Secretary of Defense, Miller, and Acting and uh, General uh, Milley had both discussed locking down the city <coughs> of Washington, D.C., because they were so worried about violence at the Capitol on January 6th. On Sunday and Monday, they had been discussing locking down the city, um, revoking permits on Capitol Hill because of the concern for violence. You know who issues the permits on Capitol Hills for demonstrations? I do. You know who wasn't told? Me. Instead, on January 4th, what does Miller do? He puts out a memo restricting the National Guard from carrying the various weapons, any weapons, any civil disobedience equipment that would be utilized for the very um, um, demonstrations or violence that he sees coming. It just doesn't make any sense. Wait, wait. So <coughs> the military says we're so concerned about potential imminent violence that we are considering shutting down the city, but at the very same time they decide that the National Guard can't adopt an aggressive posture right to protect right the city. they're deploying because they're going to be deploying national guard to assist washington dc with crowd control at metros and some of the traffic um, control areas but they put this out on january 4th specific to january 5th and 6th and this direction affected the national guard in virginia and maryland when i was calling begging for assistance on january 6th they, they weren't allowed to respond at first look at um uh, uh, governor hogan he did a press conference saying he was begging to respond and he was not being denied by the pentagon all because of the memo so, uh, why? You know, you, be, you, be, you begin to wonder why, and especially when you look at, at things like something that I, I recently came across, when you talk about the military. Um, General Milley, you know, we're now, uh, now finding out, and it's not, not from me, this is from Carol Lenning, you know, investigative reporter with the Washington Post, has found that he was using data miner on his own, coming across intelligence. T- t- tell us what data miner is. So, data miner is an intelligence platform. It's not something your average citizen would have on their uh, computer. I, I guess it goes in and does... Um, crawling across webs i'm not really sure how it works yes but it's not your it's a it's an intelligence platform he's picking up intelligence talking about killing members of congress and attacking the united states capitol and he's not telling me he's telling select members of congress i mean carol lenning writes about it in her book um that's concerning as hell because as the chief of police you know he there's a duty to warn there and i should be told so i can take the necessary action i don't know who else he was telling but he sure wasn't telling me <laughs> again wh- what could possibly be the explanation for that? You know, um, I'm not really sure. You know, I've, I've done many national special security events, and this was handled differently. No, you know, the intelligence, no jib, no coordination, no uh, discussion in advance. Uh, it's almost like they wanted it to be watered down, the intelligence to be watered down for some reason. The military. So there it is. He was using data miner to... to I don't know who he's searching, but he was searching probably us. Yeah. 
Hey, Melly. You and your cross-dresser. Yeah. Um, so, now you have intelligence not being shared from the military. Mm-hmm. You have... Intelligence not being shared from um, FBI. Right. I think they had intelligence. Uh, Homeland Security had intelligence. Yeah, because at one point he mentioned there was possibly 17 or 18 uh, suspected domestic terrorists that were rumored or intel said they would be in the area. Okay, but I I heard that too, and they did these, you know, they said domestic terrorists. So is that mom and dad screaming at the fucking. uh, Yeah, or. Or some guy has a Gadsden flag flying in his right. Yeah. So what? What's their definition? But yeah. So regardless, yeah. He, he, here's what the thing is. You know those agencies if they have suspected domestic terrorists that are going to be in D.C. Mm-hmm. You know they're going to put surveillance on them, mm-hmm. which is what he said. Yeah, and he, so, and that's when they were talking about uh, operatives in the crowd. Right. Yeah. So and it's not just one person watching one person. It's a team, mm-hmm. multiple people watching one person. Mm-hmm. So if you have multiple people watching one, how many right. is that times eighteen or whatever it is, or right, nineteen yeah. or however many? Yeah. You know. Yeah. yeah. What do you have like five guys watching? So what's five? That's a hundred guys. You know. Right. Mm-hmm. That right there. Exactly. It's at least a hundred feds. <laughs> not to not to mention you know yeah. confidential informants, human sources. Uh, then he brought up Epps, Ray Epps. Yeah. You all hear it? You want to hear it? <laughs> I saw you that one too. I was, I was going to go through it, and then, I you know, no, someone's going to do the work for me. I don't have to do it. And sure as shit, someone did the work for me. So it, it does raise questions about the behavior of some of the people in the crowd who were instigating others to, to break the law um, and who weren't arrested. And, you know, given our facial recognition software capabilities, hard to believe they can't be found. And I would specifically cite a man called Ray Epps, who's now a hero on the left and funded by the Democratic Party, et cetera. But take the politics out of it. What is that? Here you have a guy on camera repeatedly saying, we're going to the Capitol. We need to go into the Capitol. Into the Capitol. (laughs) And he's not in jail when people who who didn't go into the Capitol are in jail? I, I don't, what do you make of that? Um, again, that's, that's something I actually address in the book. It's funny, there's a lot in here. So my concern with that, and I look at it from a chief of police point of view, is you have somebody that's down, and I believe he's right near the old executive office building on the 5th, the day before January 6th, talking to a group of people, talking about we have to get into the building, we have to get in the building. And then the next day to see him at what's called the Pennsylvania Avenue gate, it's one of the two fence lines I had down at the, uh, the West Front, uh, and he, he's there, and he clearly sees the banner, the um, uh, metal crowd control barriers that are up with the signs saying restricted, you know. And so he knows that's a restricted area. And he's up there, and you see him lean in, and he whispers in somebody's ear. And he covers his mouth in such a way so you can't read his lips or anything. Whispers in somebody's ear, and that person moments later is, atta- is attacking my officers. That's suspicious as hell to me. I, I raised a lot of concerns. So what is that? You know, and what's interesting is I believe... Um, and, and that's that's verified. The person into whose ear he whispered... Yeah, I think if you watch officer. the video, you yeah. see that and yeah, that person immediately go and start, start pulling on the gate and start, you know, fighting with the officers. And what's interesting is when... I believe he went on 60 Minutes. And on 60 Minutes, um, what he said was he went up to the officer and he told that officer, these officers are on our side. Don't hurt these officers. I believe that was pretty much in, in, not verbatim. But don't hurt these officers. They're on our side. Don't don't hurt these officers. Well, if that's the case, why would you cover your mouth and not yell it to everybody? 
because it didn't seem like that protester was the only one that was possibly going to be hurting the officers. We had a whole bunch of people actually. Why wouldn't you tell it to the whole group? I don't, I don't know. I, I, I know that Epps is being encouraged by partisan Democrats to sue people who raise these questions, but they're fair questions, and I'm going to raise them anyway. How, given that tape, could the January 6th committee defend Ray Epps, which they, which they did? doesn't make any sense to me. Yeah, I'm having trouble answering that one. I, I don't know. So uh, and here's another question I have about Ray Epps. How come there's always a camera around him? <laughs> hey. Yeah, I mean. Yeah, good well, question. Why was, there, why was there always a camera on Ray Epps? Him and, uh, was it that guy John Sullivan? Mm-hmm. Who was Antifa from Colorado? Yeah, wearing the Trump gear. Yeah. There's, there's no proof there, of anyone. Yeah, yeah there's person. no, there's no Antifa in the crap. <laughs> He's inside the Capitol with that girl. We did it. Yeah, and then we he got arrested, it. and then they let him go. Yeah, yeah, just like they let Ray Epps go. I don't think they've ever arrested Ray Epps. No, I thought they did. I don't think they did. Well, I don't know. Maybe I thought they did, but and then they let him go. But it's you know, yeah, it, it, it's it's like. Hmm. It's like an episode of the Twilight Zone. Especially for some of these people who are still in fucking jail. So, right. You know, two and a half years later, still hasn't seen a fucking judge. Which is funny, um, as I think this is going to segue into something else. We'll come circle back to this one. Mm -hmm. uh, but one of the D.C. judges who's handed out some of the harshest penalties for January 6th is the judge that was assigned Trump's case in D.C. Oh, what a shocker. Judge Chuck Ken, I think is her name. Yeah. Appointed by Obama. Yeah. But we'll come back to that because... Yeah, because I, I, I... There was something about judges getting appointed that... Um, we're, you know, it, it's like... Uh, or what was it? Yeah, it's something about judges getting appointed that they have... It's not the president that does it. It's like... The senators for from the, well, the state. Well, that's a, that's the yeah. U.S. attorneys. Oh, okay, okay. That's for the U.S. Attorney. Okay. Because that, that's going to go to David Weiss. Which right, is, right. We, we're going to get into Hunter Biden and this bullshit. Yeah, exactly. But, um, anyways, yeah, it's all I can say is mm -hmm. if you haven't watched the interview, watch it. It'll piss mm -hmm. you off. Yeah. And, but then it, it just goes on to, uh, after the fact, uh, the, okay, the three guys, uh, Stinger, this guy, or the other, the, the other Paul Irving. Paul Irving. None of them were um, invited to go to the Jan, J Six committee, right? To tell them what they know. J Six committee said Nancy Pelosi's off limits. Why is Nancy Pelosi off limits? Right. Yeah. What, what's what are you covering and hiding for? Yeah. If you really want to be fact finding to find out what happened, they you, don't want to be fact finding. No, they they want it was a it was a Trump mm -hmm. anti Trump circus because. When the Republicans tried to appoint the people they wanted on the committee, uh -huh. they were denied. They were denied, and we only had two. What two? Two. Uh, two of seven, or something like that. Two. Yeah, and they were both fucking never Trumpers. Right, and um, whenever these people were on TV, all the questions they were asking, it was it was uh, staged because yeah. they had uh, teleprompters and yeah, and TV producers. It was, it was a made-for-TV. It was scripted. Yeah, exactly. So they never they never intended to get to the bottom of this because if they got to the bottom of it, they would find out it was all a fucking setup. Set up. Yeah. yeah. Well, that's yeah. just like oh, now I, that Trump had subpoena power because you know with this indictment, 
Did you see that January 6th meeting? They lost or destroyed all their records? Yeah, yeah. Oops. Oops. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Even though they were told, don't mess with them. Yeah, they were Yeah, they were given a letter to not mess with them. Oh, I'm sorry, sorry. Uh, we let Hillary hold them. <laughs> no, that's you know, not what they said. But, but that's criminal. That, yeah, exactly. So all fucking seven of those jack wagons need to and, be and, fucking... And all their fucking staffers who actually fucking got rid of the shit. Yeah. Start going after these staffers who are just fucking living on minimum wage up there, mm -hmm. and people will start turning. Yeah. That's what they're doing with Trump and his people. They're going after these uh, maintenance right. people. They're, mm -hmm. they're trying to get them to turn on Trump. Yeah. Well, yeah, I know, because they're trying to scare them. Yeah. Yeah. So, but anyways. Yeah. So, uh, But damn good interview. I was, I, I watched clips, bits I, of pieces, and I decided this morning to watch the whole thing in its entirety. I started watching it yesterday. And then, because uh, I had some time to kill in the office, because my yes, e you're so busy. Yeah, my emails were a little slow coming in on the Friday afternoon. <laughs> and then I'm like, "Yeah, I'm gonna go home." <laughs> I'm calling it. So, um, yeah. So then I finished watching it. I watched. I restarted it. Watched, me and Lindy sat here in this morning, and she listened to it. I watched it. It's just insane. I mean, it is insane, dude. I mean, holy shit! I didn't think it was gonna be like. <laughs> I mean, I knew I knew it was fucked up, and I knew it was set up, and I because why else would Nancy Pelosi have a fucking uh, document, documentary crew with her, and then hope he comes in here so I can punch him in the face? Right. Yeah. That that was the whole purpose of it. That was the whole purpose of the doc. To make a documentary to make her look like, oh, look how brave Nancy is. And, and how yeah. in charge. Look at her. Yeah, well. She's so decisive. Well, so apparently uh, the Judiciary Committee is going to subpoena Biden and Hunter mm -hmm. to come. They need to subpoena Nancy for something else. You know, they need to look into this as well. well because, they, oh, because look at the money that was spent, the taxpayer fucking money yeah. that was spent on this fucking January 6th joke committee how much did that cost the taxpayers of right. america you know what i mean and yeah I, i'm sorry these guys are just going through our tax dollars like it's candy yeah you know like, you know like it's a piggy bank or whatever and, a slush fund for them yeah oh speaking of slush funds for for them what did you think about that news of the electric bus company <laughs> going under. Under, yeah. You, you don't think that's a pump and dump? It is. It yeah. was. Yeah. Because it, it was connected to, uh, who was it connected A bunch of Democrats. Well. And Biden. Biden and, and uh, Kamala. You know, Kamala's like, eh, remember the. Yeah, I love Buffett. Yeah. And then, and then uh, Jennifer the, Granholm. Jennifer Granholm got appointed to the board. And was given a whole bunch of shares. And once. <laughs> She got into the position she's in. Mm -hmm. She dumped those shares, made one point six million dollars, and ta-da! They go bankrupt. Right, mm -hmm. and now now the shares are worth seventeen cents a share. Mm -hmm. The company's bankrupt after after Biden pumped what was it eight billion dollars something of American taxpayers' money into this fucking bus company. Well, not only that, but haven't they mandated that all the government vehicles are supposed to be going electric here by a certain year? Yeah. Um, but yeah, it's so they pump taxpayer money into it. These yeah. tax, this companies pump money back into Democrat mm -hmm. 
campaigns, Democrat coffers, and then, uh, yeah, well, I don't want to say just Democrats, even Republicans. I guarantee there's Republicans made money off that. Oh, I'm sure. Yeah, the Uniparty, because yeah. they brought that up in the... In the uh, Tucker, the Uniparty, yeah. 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 Well, it's, it's because, and, and I, because the chief, he goes, I'm apolitical when it comes to law enforcement. Well, yeah, so. he has to be, and he's, a, he's right. Yeah, he was the only, he's the only person I've ever heard say that either, you know, and uh, he's right, yeah, he's, but uh, he goes, so he goes, so you don't think it was this? And he goes, well, I really, I'm not in a position to say. He goes, yeah, that's true. I, I shouldn't be asking you that. He goes, but Uniparty. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah. But but even even when Tucker did ask him a few loaded questions, he, mm-hmm. the, the chief didn't bite. Yeah. You know? Yeah. Where's that? I have this thing with Jesse Waters about the bus. The buses? Yeah. Um, it's it's pretty it's pretty long, but it's pretty good, though. But it, it, it's all a slush fund, man. Dude, dude. What do you think, what do you think Ukraine is? <laughs> yeah, here it is right here. It, here, listen, just listen to this Jesse Waters thing about this. Okay. Kamala Harris was in Philadelphia today talking about her most cherished thing. Workers are building electric buses so people can get where they need to go. You got to get What the vice president didn't go. tell you was America's biggest electric bus company just went belly up. The company's called Proterra and it filed for bankruptcy this week. Proterra was Biden and Kamala's golden boy. It was the company that was supposed to eradicate diesel. Taxpayers were funding it, and now the money's gone. We don't know how many possible hundreds of millions of dollars we lost. We don't know where the money went. But we do know this bankrupt electric bus company had access to at least $8 billion. Democrats thought they picked a winner. Kamala toured their factory. Mayor Pete toured their factory. Even Biden touted it. We ought to be the single most significant suppliers of electric buses and vehicles in the world. You guys are getting us in the game. It's going to make a lot of difference. Well, now they're out of the game because the company was a scam. In California, the bus is caught on fire. In Philly, they broke down. And in Alaska, the batteries froze in the cold. And in Minnesota, they stalled out on the hills. The wheels on the bus do not go round and round. And it takes a year to fix an electric bus because the parts are so rare. So why would the Democrats invest so much political capital and taxpayer capital in a broken electric bus company? Mm. Because it was a pump and dump scheme. Al Gore had millions invested in the company while he was lobbying the White House to herald it. George Soros had over 20 million invested in Proterra. Jennifer Granholm, Biden's energy secretary, sat on the company's board. She held stock in Proterra while she was secretary and then sold it for about one and a half mil. Joe Biden even put the Proterra CEO on a prestigious government board. And reports say Proterra insiders dumped their stock before the company went bankrupt. This was a political pump and dump. Cash out before the crash. Proterra's stock is now worth 17 cents a share. This is like Solyndra. House Republicans need to launch an immediate investigation into this taxpayer-funded scam that Biden donors and cronies made a fortune from. Yeah. Dun, dun, dun. Yeah. So, what else do we have? I mean, oh, yeah, okay, so you're saying government government vehicles have to be electric by... Whatever. Certain your set, right? So, I have a friend who works for the city of Mesa. I'm not going to give you his name or nothing, right? But right now, he's driving... A rental a rental truck 
because they're going to all electric trucks and they can't get their electric truck right now. So they're renting him a truck for two years. I think he said it was like two years. At $80 a day, including Saturday, Friday, Saturday, Sundays on days he don't fucking work. Right? The city of Mesa's paying $80 a day for him. And he's not the only truck they're paying $80 a day for. Because, Why wouldn't they just do a long-term lease? I don't know. And, but the thing is, the, the the electric trucks they're buying, you know how much they cost? $150,000. A truck. A truck. Yeah, it's stupid. It's, yeah, it, it's, it's, it is stupid because when you're driving City of Mesa, you know, it, yeah, it's a... You know, it's it's a bigger suburb, but still, I mean, my truck, my work truck, I fill it up, you know, maybe once every other week or whatever. I'm sorry. These batteries, when the battery goes out or has a problem, then you're going to spend another 100000 on a battery. Right. And like Jesse Waters said, you can't get parts for them right now. Right. So if your car breaks down, now they're back to renting trucks at $80 a fucking day again. Yeah. It's... Yeah. yeah. So, yeah, all you Mesa taxpayers out there, just that's where your fucking taxpayer is going to. And I, I asked my friend, I go, is this coming out of your budget or is it coming out of like the... General fund. General fund. He goes, no, it's coming out of our budget. I go, you guys didn't fucking budget for this. So, wh- where's it coming from? What, what, what's... Who's going to lose out? Right. Because you have to pay... I forget what we've calculated it out eighty dollars a day, whatever it's going to cost. It was like something like thirty nine thousand dollars a year or something like that. They could have bought the fucking truck. Yeah, yeah, that's what I'm saying. Yeah, you, <laughs> yeah. you, you go to a dealership and do a two year lease or something and still get cheaper. Well, okay, but see, it's a it's a government thing. So you, government has a contract with like Ford or whatever. Yeah, and and uh, they can go and buy off the fucking government contract. Right. Yeah. So. So if you if you know you're purchasing electric vehicles and you know the delivery is two years out, three years out, great. Then go yeah. buy a vehicle until then and yeah, don't pay these. Yeah, instead of paying for a rental vehicle, it makes no fucking sense. It, it doesn't. Well, it's because people are stupid. Oh, look, look at what we're doing. We're doing good. So. Kamala Harris was in Philadelphia. Oops, wait, stop. Today, talking stop talking, Jesse. Most cherished thing. <laughs> Damn autoplay. <laughs> Stop talking, Jesse. So, um, uh, Joe Biden, Joe Biden, was here in the great state of Arizona this week. I had no idea he was even fun coming. <laughs> I, I seriously, I did not even know it. And then all of a sudden, I'm looking at clips, and here he is at the fucking Grand Canyon with his with like twenty people in the crowd. <laughs> yeah. Well, I'm like, that's what I'm gonna get to. Um, <laughs> most votes ever. Most, yeah, exactly. Well, I'm gonna get to it, but. uh you know, then he's up there like, and the, you know, and all they're doing is like, it's a big fucking land grab. He just grabbed a bunch in fucking New Mexico too. Yeah. And Colorado, he just grabbed. You know, and uh, um, well, let's see, let's see, let's see, Colorado. So he gra- grabbed a bunch of land in Colorado, and they t- they asked uh, Lauren Bobier about it on Newsmax. Here's what she had to say. 
yesterday, though, President Biden was touting some ridiculous green energy policy in New Mexico and, you know, blocking off another billion acres that we can't use to drill for the oil that we need. But he just happened to take a jab at you. Look at this. C.S. Wind is Congresswoman Lauren Boebert, you know, that very quiet Republican lady. It's in her district. She railed against its passage. But that's okay. She's welcoming it now. What say you, ma'am? Well, first of all, I'm glad that he's able to say uh, what a lady is. Uh, and also, um, I'm anything... I'm sure that he wishes I were a quiet lady, um, but I am very loud about the destruction that his policies are causing our country, my state, and my district, especially with these massive land grabs that are restricting yep. us from extracting uh, this good, clean energy that we need to secure our country, be energy independent, and pursue energy dominance. Oh, but Congresswoman, he knows better than both of us. Come on. <laughs> oh, ma'am, we appreciate on, you. I know. We appreciate you coming on. Thank you so much thanks yeah who was the interviewer uh the the navy seal dude uh, carl him. higby yeah yeah and uh but so he then he you know he's he brought up new mexico yeah he brought up i mean he didn't bring up arizona but um yeah they're, what they're doing is they're designating like national monuments and, and uh, or protected land and, and mm -hmm. to stop uranium mining to stop Mm -hmm. uh, oil and gas exploration, mm -hmm. and you know, gas prices are back over four dollars a gallon now, and yep. inflation just went up. <laughs> right. Okay. So this this is what's funny about inflation. I don't know. Did we talk about this on on Tuesday? I don't know. So they keep saying inflation's inflation down. Inflation, you know, inflation's not. It is only two percent this month or whatever. Okay. Well, you and I were talking okay. about it. 2% inflation is still inflation, right? And it's, it's 2%, okay, over the same month, what, a year ago or whatever? So, okay, if it's the same month a year ago when it was way out of fucking control. Right. Um, then it's still high. It, right. It, it's not going down. And this bullshit that they're saying that inflation is going down and Bidenomics is fucking working is is. Bullshit. It is bullshit. And the Inflation Reduction Act is working. How's it working? It just went back up, dumbass. Yeah. He, well, he says it's working the way they have they planned. Exactly. exactly. They planned it to ruin yeah. our shit. Yeah, exactly. So anyways, so it's election season, correct? Yep. Biden's in Arizona, right? Mm -hmm. So him and apparently him and Kamala were both in Phoenix earlier this week. Uh, I don't think he was in Phoenix. Well, here's, here's Fox 10. Uh... Listen to this. There's really not much to oh, see. No, no. Um, I'll step out of the way, but it's kind of boring out here. So it's not your typical during the, camp uh, presidential campaign event. We don't see people rallying outside. We don't see um, signs or really much of what's going on. And I'm told by one of the Biden election. staffers, sure? local yeah. staffers, is that wait, they uh, kind of kept the details about the visit as far as the timing and the exact locations. And pretty much all uh, the people that we saw enter into the parking lot about 45 minutes ago were with uh, the Biden-Harris campaign and the uh, pool reporters. So I remember playing that before. You would expect to see, I mean, it, it, this is a pretty big event for um, the two of them to be campaigning together for the first time since the Democratic National Convention. 
that was from the last election. Okay. I, I remember playing that. We were joking mm-hmm. about it mm-hmm. um, because it was like just like Trump. We had the Trump parade like a week before, a couple days before. Mm-hmm. That was the, the like the ninety mile one from Tucson to Phoenix. You know. Mm-hmm. Um, so that's an old clip. Someone's rehashing that. He was he flew into the Grand Canyon, then went up to Utah, and that's when they shot the seventy uh, one year old dude or whatever it is. <laughs> Yeah, that's there. There's gonna have to be some fucking investigation into that. They, there's no way that was justified. Yeah, the guy could barely walk. Yeah, right? yeah, yeah. He posted some stupid shit online. Yeah, exactly. But, but and yeah, and okay, but they could have grabbed him anywhere. Well, yeah, they, uh, you know, they had him under surveillance. They could have yeah. just walked up to him, knocked on the come here, old man. Yeah, exactly. But no, they they waited, and then they said, "Well, he didn't answer the door, so we bust, burst in." Then he burst into his house. The guy probably has a gun. Well, yeah. <laughs> Sitting next to him, so someone busts in your fucking door. I'm grabbing my fucking gun, too, that's right next to my fucking bed. Right. Yeah, you don't know who's coming in in the middle of the night. Yeah. You know, and if you're sleeping and... Yeah, I mean, they're saying, here, the, the, the family's like, we hold no ill... Re- Fuck. You. No, hold your ill will. regard. Ill will. This is the... What's the, what's the other guy? Which one? The guy they shot up in Utah? Uh, No, uh, Ruby Ridge. Ruby Ridge, yeah. What's that guy? Uh, Weaver. Yeah. That's that guy all over again. So, yeah, well, that was, uh, Ruby Ridge was the ATF. So that was also David Koresh and fucking Waco, the ATF. But David Koresh was, they they started that fire themselves, dude. I'm telling you right right now. They they made, they wanted to be martyrs. Well, he was crazy. Right, and he locked those fucking people in a room and started that house on fire. That's to be... Uh, that, some, sometimes the way they insert tear gas can start fires like that. Yeah, but dude, there's a thing... There's a documentary. documentary I watch it. Yeah, dude, he... Did, no, uh-uh. that dude fucking did on him. He did it to prove a point. Probably. Yeah, but anyways, we're, I regress. <laughs> <laughs> I digress or whatever the hell. Whatever, whatever. So, yeah, that that old dude died. He didn't have to. If, if the FBI would do their fucking job, and yeah, okay, I'm waiting for him to come buzzing. I'm not playing the clip, because <laughs> fuck it. But, <laughs> but see, that's the thing. It's one anymore. Mm-hmm. I, I really don't believe I recognize the DOJ and the FBI as legitimate law enforcement agencies anymore. Is the fact that they've been politicized so bad to the point, mm-hmm. and and the the two types of justice systems that we have in this country, one for us and then one for the politically connected. And we'll yeah. get into that because we need to talk about the Hunter Biden charges again and, and the special counsel now. I know and, that they and, just announced and what that's going to mean. Yeah, like was it yes? Was it just yesterday? Yesterday or, or Friday. Thursday? Friday. You know, because Merrick Garland, I got a special announcement to make yeah. at noon or whatever, and everybody's like waiting, thinking it's about Trump or something. And it's well, it is, but it, <laughs> sort of, sort of, yeah. So, um, what are we looking at time there, Lindy? Well, you've thirty nine minutes. Uh, okay. Well, we gotta take a pause for the cause. Okay. Refill our our refreshments, and then we'll come back, and we're gonna talk about um, the uh, special counsel. Special counsel, and then we're gonna talk about uh, a couple other things. Then, then we. I just got some fucking crazy. Oh, we're gonna talk about. The FDA has approved ivermectin as a treatment for... And, then, they, and they said they never... Yeah. yeah, okay, yeah, we'll be right back. 
hey, Katie, we're back. You didn't miss us. <laughs> so, um, like like we said, um, we're going to talk about uh, Merrick Garland. His and, emergency uh, announcement. Yeah, his emergency announcement. So, real quick, before we talk about that, let me play you this clip. Just, just to refresh your fucking memory. Okay. Yeah, let me find it here. I went the wrong way. Okay, here we are. Here we are. This, this is to refresh your memory about. I thank the gentleman for yielding. The question is, who are you going to believe? April 26th, in front of the United States Senate, the Attorney General said David Weiss is in charge of the investigation. October 7th, in a meeting with Gary Shapley, one of the whistleblowers, David Weiss said, I'm not the deciding official. Who are you going to believe? On February 28th, I wrote the Attorney General asking him why there's no special counsel in the Hunter Biden investigation. He didn't respond, which is unusual in and of itself. They always respond to the Judiciary Committee when we write something to them. I wrote again on May 25th. Again, the Attorney General didn't respond, but David Weiss did. And here's what he said. June 7th, he said this. I have been granted ultimate authority over the matter, including responsibility for deciding where, when, and whether to file charges. That's what the U.S. attorney said on June 7th. Three weeks later, Mr. Weiss wrote me again, and he said this. I stand by what I wrote, but I wish to expand. Wow. Already changing his story 23 days later. And he said this. My charging authority is geographically limited to my home district. Well, wait a minute. You just told me 23 days before you have ultimate authority. Now you change it. Then again, on July 10th, Mr. Weiss wrote... Senator Graham, and he said this, paragraph two, to clarify, I have not requested special counsel designation, rather I had discussions with departmental officials. Mr. Weiss can't get his story straight. Three different stories in a five-week time frame. On June 7th, he's, he's Tarzan, he's super, I, I got ultimate authority, I can do what I want, file charges where I want, when I want, and how I want. June 30th, well, actually, no, I can't. And then, of course, on July 10th, he says, to clarify, I haven't requested special counsel status, but I've been talking to the folks at Maine Justice. Three different positions in a little over a month. You know whose story hasn't changed? These two guys. <laughs> <laughs> That's what he's talking to the whistleblower. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so there you go. So Friday... Merrick Garland comes up with a big announcement. I'm going to have a press conference at fucking noon, and and I'm here today. Yeah. Oh, you have it. Yeah. Okay. okay. I'm here today to announce the appointment of David Weiss as a special counsel, consistent with the Department of Justice regulations governing such matters. Thank you. Do you still have faith in U.S. Attorney Weiss after the deal fell apart? <laughs> The, that reporter, uh -huh. if he had all the authority he needed, why do you have to appoint him a special counsel? Yeah. Right? Yeah. Well, you know, there's a... This group of fucking people have this this tap, this ability to just walk off the stage. Yeah. Because uh, they were yelling at Biden as he's going to Delaware again this weekend. For vacation, back to the beach. Yeah, and he's they're just yelling at and he's just... Well, he's not moving that fast. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, but he's just motoring well, moving across the lawn. He walks know? like Mr. Burns. <laughs> Dude, it it would be Mr. Burns if he had a pointier nose. Mm -hmm. Seriously. Um, so here's my thing. Uh huh. Why now? 
do you need to appoint him as a special counsel because the deal fell apart now they're continuing to investigate uh-huh. um, I believe it's shadier than that um, well yeah me too well here here's the deal um, well, all of a sudden, now they have special counsel that everybody's been screaming for. But it's the same fucking dude that gave well, him the sweetheart fucking deal. Exactly. And if yeah. you read the rules for special counsel, it's supposed to be someone from outside the government. Okay, here. I'll read you those rules because I have them right here. Okay. Where's my glasses? Right here. Okay. An individual, qualifications of the special counsel. An individual named as special counsel shall be a lawyer... With a reputation for integrity. All right. <laughs> right, right out the door. Yeah, right out the door right there. And impartial decision-making. And with appropriate experience to... In- okay, wait a minute. Let's go back to that one. Impartial in- decision-making? Yeah, and then we got this guy... The, who just made a sweetheart deal, wiping out felonies. No, I'm talking about Jack Smith. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So, uh, uh, Merrick Garland's 0 for 2. He's like like one, one strike away from a perfect fucking game. Um and with the appropriate experience to ensure both the investigation will be conducted ably, expeditiously, and thoroughly, and that investigative and prosecutorial decisions will be supported by an informed understanding of the criminal law and Department of Justice policies. The special counsel shall be selected from outside the United States government. Special counsels shall agree with that the responsibilities of special counsel shall take first president's in their professional lives, and that it may be necessary to devote their full time to the investigation, depending on its complexity and the stage of investigation. Right. Right. So there's several factors that prohibit Weiss and prohibit Jack Smith. Right. Um, but now. But now, what I was going with this uh-huh. is you just had the sweetheart deal fall apart. Right. Right. Um, because in there, thank God the judge was smart enough to see this, mm-hmm. gave Hunter Biden pretty much blanket immunity from these crimes and any future crimes. He had the ultimate get-out-of-jail-free card. He could have committed federal crimes up the yin-yang. Up oh, here's my get-out-of-jail-free. Mm-hmm. Um, but Representative Comer from Oversight said the other day that he's going to subpoena Joe Biden, Hunter Biden, Jim uh-huh. Biden, all the Biden families. Uh-huh. Uh, he's also They're also going to subpoena Weiss. Mm-hmm. Right? Well, right. by and, na- and Jack Smith, right? Well, well no, Matt Gates wants to subpoena Matt yeah. Smith, yeah. Uh, but here's the deal. Mm-hmm. By making him special counsel, now trying to subpoena any of them. Well, no, they're still under an act of investigations. It, it may block them from being subpoenaed um, by Congress. Matt Gates. Uh, they say they're going to do it anyway. Yeah, they said they're going to do it anyway. And they're going to, I think they're going to subpoena, or they there was something about, with the Trump case that they were going to give Trump like as a whistleblower special immunity as a whistleblower or whatever mm-hmm. and then they were going to turn that on Jack Smith and I wish I would have saved that because it was actually pretty ingenious oh really yeah <laughs> yeah uh, but I didn't save it because like, I didn't think we'd be talking about that but um, yeah it's actually fucking brilliant Matt Gates sometimes just I, I, I really like him <laughs> I do I because I he's not he the dude has balls, man. The dude has some fucking balls. So, well, but yeah, this is this is all. I mean, once again, yeah. the timing of it. To us, why? Why now? Why? If he had all the authority he needed, why do you have to name him special counsel now? Yeah. Why are you naming him special counsel after the oversight committee said they're going to subpoena him and all the Biden family members? Right. Right. 
It's mm-hmm. a shield. It's, 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 it's a protective cover, and, and people are smart enough to see it. Mm-hmm. Right, and, and CBS News even said that, uh, you know, to, to uh, protect them from testifying. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So why are the news hammering them even more then? This Be- is- because the news is... This is... The big play is the news is in on the big. They play. are, yeah. They want to squash the American people. They want us to shut up. They want to tell us what we need to know and what we don't need to know. Then, and if you speak out against it, you're a criminal. I mean, we're basically living in communism right now. Right. They, seriously. Yeah. They're, yeah. They're because they're prosecuting free speech. Yeah. Because since when is it illegal for President Trump to question the integrity of an election? Well, they're not going after Hillary Clinton. They're not going after Stacey Abrams. They're not going after uh, all. I mean, there, there's a whole no montage of people denying the 2016 yeah. election. And what happened just this week in Michigan? Oh, all the information that came out about all the that GBI company and all the <sighs> fucking fake ballots and fake reg- voter registrations. Yeah, like twelve fucking thousand of them. More than that. Um. Breaking news, FEC revealed a Democrat dark money super PAC paid the company implicated in a Michigan police report of voter registration fraud $11,254,919 to register voters for Joe Biden's 2020 presidential campaign. Black PAC, a Democrat political action committee fueled by an undisclosed contributions funneled $11,254,919 to GBI Strategies LLC, which was working out of the back room of like a fucking light bulb company or something, yeah. um, to register voters for Joe Biden's presidential campaign. Notably, Black Pack, which garnered more than $44 million in funding during the 2020 election cycle, endorses Democratic candidates and causes. A Michigan police investigation into GBI strategies was initiated following an observation of a Muskegon, Michigan clerk who noted individual depositing 8,000 to 10,000 completed voter registration applications at the city office on October 8, 2020. The same individual returned multiple times over the next few weeks, registering an additional 2,500 voters. Disturbingly, many of those registration forms displayed identical handwriting and fraudulent addresses and falsified phone numbers. Additionally, um, many signatures did not match those on file, which Michigan's Secretary of State, a subsequent raid by Michigan's authorities, discovered prepaid gift cards, firearms, equipped with silencers, <laughs> and disposable burner phones. During the 2020 election season, Democrat election committees collectively channeled more than $4 million directly to GBI Strategies, LLC. And these companies include the Biden for President, 450000 Demo- oh, God damn fucking... <laughs> Democrat senatorial campaign two million one hundred seventeen thousand six hundred five dollars. DNC Services Corp one million thirty one thousand eight hundred fifty six dollars. And this is one that really confused me. Democrat Party of Iowa <laughs> four hundred ninety three thousand one hundred dollars. Okay, so here I mean I got uh-huh. a couple more uh, posts from X, uh-huh. formerly known as Twitter. Yeah, that. We'll go more into this. Uh-huh. Okay, the GBI strategies LLC that you just talked about, uh-huh. exposed by the October 2020 Michigan election police report, had a sister company. All right. 
The sister company is called GBI Logistics LLC, and they share the same two addresses and phone number. Uh -huh. What does the company do? Transport motor vehicles, right? Uh-huh. Vans. Remember the vans that pulled up in, in Detroit at 3 in the morning? Uh -huh. Dropping off all the ballots? Yeah. GBI Logistics. That they have video of? Yes. <laughs> yeah. Uh, okay. Yeah. Um, here, here's another post mm -hmm. that I just saved yesterday, I believe it was. Mm -hmm. Um says, uh, oh, here it is. Before Gary Bell ran GBI Strategies, he worked at LSG Strategies in Washington, D.C., which had these names as clients. Bo Biden, Barack Obama, Hillary Clinton, Nancy Pelosi, uh -huh. Muriel Bowser, John Lewis, the DNC, and so many more. In 2014, LSG Strategies co-finder Tom Lindenfield admitted to a Philly corruption scheme and face up to 20 years in prison. He got probation and a $5,000 fine. He was also a former partner of David Axelrod, who was Obama's chief strategist. Lindenfeld also served as the election director for the DNC. Uh -huh. <laughs> um, so, it says, how did I learn this? Well, my life's listed Gary's email is this, and it has it on here. Um, but yeah, it, yeah. It, it, it's all fucking connected. It's, and okay. This is coming out now, but, you know, where's the mainstream media with this? Yeah. You know, because you got Trump questioning the election, mm -hmm. saying this is bullshit. There, there's anomalies. You have the FBI tracking down every January 6th or using cell phone data, right? Mm -hmm. Geo-tracking. Mm -hmm. You have the movie 2,000 Mules who use the same data. Uh-huh. Tracking these people running fucking fraudulent ballots, but yeah, no yeah, crickets. Yeah, basically just running from one fucking election box to right. the other. Yeah. But crickets. Oh, no, you can't do that. That's unreliable technology, but yeah. you can do it to go after people who are at the U.S. Capitol on yeah. one day. Yeah. Um, it, it, it's, you know, such bullshit. Yeah. That, that's what pisses me off. We've lost this country. Yeah, well, here's a testimony of a, of a poll watcher. In, okay. Mm -hmm. Listen to this, and let's see if you pick up on it. When I started uh, writing down the ballot numbers and the last names of the person of the ballot uh, the, that had the name on the ballot, they were all in sequence. These are absentee ballots, mail-in mail -in ballots. They cannot be in sequence. 2232 cannot have 2233 next to it because if they're mailed in, they come in all different numbers. And when, when I started noticing that these numbers are almost next to each other, like one or the other was in the middle, but then they were almost next to each other, my, my antennas went up. That's exactly when I thought, something is not right here. Then I asked the supervisor, there was not even a date on those uh, envelopes. It said November 0-2020. There was no second number there. Then I said, what is the date on this one? Then they got really mad at me. They said, you're not letting us do our job. You're disturbing us. And at that point, because we really don't want to be kicked out, you know, so we were just kind of not challenging anything because we want to still stay in the room because we barely had anybody. Um, not only that, the sequence ballot numbers were all from the same area, like the Goddard Street in the downtown Detroit. Goddard Street, sequential ballots, signatures were all alike. They had no date stamp. It said, like, it was empty after zero. There was no third or second or first or nothing. And um, they were, none of them were coming up in the system. They were all being entered manually. They even knew that none of these details would even be in the poll book or in the system. <laughs> right. Yeah. It's like, 
you're not letting us do our job. Yeah, you're not letting us just cheat. Yeah, I'm yeah. not letting you That's cheat. That's the whole job of a poll watcher. It's yeah. like, hey, wait a minute, time out. Yeah. yeah. Well, why is this in sequence? Yeah. Why are they, you know? Yeah, and if they and if they kick you, you know, if they kick you out, then it, yeah, something 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 to hide. Yeah, there's something rotten in fucking Denmark. So. Yeah. So so you got Michigan, uh, you got Pennsylvania, Pennsylvania, you got Arizona. Everybody knows fuck Georgia. But you know the, the water main break, and then they start pulling fucking shit out of underneath the tables. Yeah, and then they got yeah yeah that's so, okay. They bring in yeah they bring in fucking suitcases full of fucking ballots. Right, suitcases. And then they start running the same ones over and over through so, the machine. Since when is it secure to carry fucking ballots around in a fucking suitcase and it not be questioned? What most secure <laughs> election ever? Yeah. Well, yeah. Also, most secure election ever when we have. What 150 million fucking voters, or 100, whatever? There's 50 extra million fucking voters that voted in the fucking election, and you know they didn't fucking, and then none of those 50 extra million voters voted for fucking Trump. Trump. Nope. That's why that little spike went north at 3 a.m. in three states. Yeah, and why is it always at 3 a.m.? Does nobody fucking like question this shit? I mean, oh, we do. We do. But, I know. But now, uh, there's no honest reporters anymore. And, hey, and Jack Smith, if you want to fucking come after us, come after us. But come at me one-on-one, bro, because <laughs> you're going down. Come at me, bro. Yeah, don't, come don't, at me. Don't tase me, bro. <laughs> don't tase me. Come at, come at me, bro, because I'm going to drop your ass. So, um, okay, so, yeah, that's the state of our elections. Yeah, yep. And, uh. Where else were we going to talk about there, Chucky? I think that's it for the, the good stuff. Now we just got funny stuff. The, the comical part of the show has come up. Just, well, wait, no, wait, 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 no. Well, I, I, I take that back. The comical part of the show has not come up. Has not commenced yet? Has not commenced yet. Because all of a sudden, the, the who is it, FDA? Is that one? Yeah. Yeah, FDA, all of a sudden has decided that ivermectin can be used as a treatment for fucking COVID. COVID. So does that remove everything for the shot? Because now there's a therapeutic that works, so there's no longer an emergency use authorization. So that means they can't force the shots. Right. Well, it actually works better than the fucking vaccine. Yeah. Um, Here, listen. This is a... Maria Bartolova Bartaroma Bartaroma on Fox talking to uh, the guy from Wisconsin. Okay. Listen to this. We, we learned this morning that the FDA is now saying that it's okay to take ivermectin uh, if you have COVID. I mean, Senator, I remember talking with you repeatedly during COVID about your upset that you were, they were trying to cancel you because you were talking to doctors to try to find out the right ways to treat COVID without having to get too many boosters and, and, and COVID shots. My COVID was gone in a day when I took ivermectin. And now, three years later, the FDA says, oh, yeah, that's fine. Take ivermectin. What? Yeah, Marie, you know the doctors I've been uh, dealing with and talking to for years now. 
Uh, they, they believe that probably hundreds of thousands of Americans lost their lives because they were denied early treatment. And they were denied it because the FDA sabotaged, for example, ivermectin. And they said, come on, y'all, you're, you're not a cow, you're not a horse. You know, this is this was supposedly horse medicine. No, this is a Nobel Prize winning uh, medicine that, that could, could have saved hundreds of thousands of lives. It did save many, many lives because people, you did have doctors with the courage to, uh, and the compassion to actually treat patients using it and putting at risk their medical license. But you know, fortunately, you say, what can we do? Well, you know, we do have reporters like yourself, like John Solomon, other people that have the, the courage to report the truth against the mainstream media and against the narrative. But that's the only way this is gonna be solved is we need the truth to be exposed we need more Americans to listen to the truth, to be exposed to the truth, to pull their heads out of the sand, quite honestly, open up their eyes and understand what is happening in this country. We are going down a very dangerous path, but as a path is being laid out and planned by an elite group of people that want to take total control over our lives. And that's what they're doing bit by bit. They do it by increasing mass, you know, massive government spending, increase the size of government, mm -hmm. uh, take over of the who, these amendments that are coming up uh, that are going to be voted on in 2024 the who are frightening and they, they really risk taking away all of our sovereignty uh, people have to wake up awaken to the dangers of the moment hmm. yeah so okay so ivermectin right so all these news people right and you're taking horse pace you're eating horse medicine you yeah and uh well okay but the why did they do that you know why they did it it was money because, um, uh, here, here, here's Joe Rogan, but it, it was money because if there was a legitimate treatment for COVID, then the, then the shops were not authorized for emergency use and they couldn't right. make all the billions right. of dollars. And who made all the fucking money? Fauci, yeah, and other doctors at NIH, other yeah. doctors at yeah. FDA, and all these. So that guy, you know, said that there's doctors that put their medical licenses on the line. Yeah, because the FDA and so, all of them were threatening these doctors if they yeah. issued. Yeah, and there was doctors who actually lost their licenses. Are they getting their fucking license back now? Oh, I would, I would sue the government. I would sue, I would sue them. Yeah. So here's this. Here's Joe Rogan talking about when he took ivermectin. It's fascinating, though. The ex exposing of mainstream media. That's one thing that Corporate I'm very press. happy about. You don't call them mainstream because they're not mainstream. <coughs> right. This this show is more mainstream yes, than Yes, it's the corporate press. It's more mainstream by a factor of 10. Of course. Which is pretty crazy. But it's also funny how they will do everything in their power to make you seem like you should be dismissed and not taken seriously. Right. Yeah, but it's not working. No. That, that's what's fascinating. But this this framing of uh, like ivermectin as horse medicine, what I, I'm... In, in, in some ways, I'm really happy that they did it to me. Because they could have done have the it. audience yes. to, to blast back. Did you see that super cut? Uh, yes. Of, of yes. just one after another, them laughing yeah. at you? Yeah, hilarious. It's, uh, but also, the, this is what's interesting. They kept saying that ivermectin. First of all, it's like you c called your dealer. You had it prescribed, <laughs> right? So when they say it's not approved, it's not like you are using your own judgment. You're using the judgment of a medical professional, which is what they've been yelling for a year and a half. Listen to the experts. Well, not only that, I listed off a laundry list of medications, and that's the one they focused on. Right. I said I took monoclonal antibodies. I said I took prednisone. I said I took z -Pak. I said I had IV infusions of NAD and of vitamins, and I also took ivermectin. I mean, it should be no surprise. I had Dr. Pierre Corey who is one of the doctors from the frontline uh, critical COVID care group that has been treating people, including, by the way, 200 congresspeople 
have been treated with ivermectin for COVID. Yeah. Did you yeah. know that? I did not know that. Yeah. Holy crap. Google that. 200. I believe you could probably find it in Dr. Pierre Corey's uh, On the video, they Twitter throw page. it up on the yeah. freaking screen. Be- before the there were vaccines. Not the names. This was a, a common story. treatment, yeah. an off-label treatment for COVID. Now, I do not know what the motivation for demonizing this, this particular medication is. Uh, again, I'm not a doctor and I'm not a scientist. But I would imagine some of it has to do with money. The reason being is that it is a generic drug now. They've, the patent has run out. So anybody can make it. And it's worth like 30 cents a dose. It's <laughs> yeah. fast. Yeah, so, yeah. You know, and but you got the uh, Pfizer and Moderna, which could billions and billions and billions uh, of, of dollars. Of taxpayer dollars. Once again, taxpayers yeah. are funded. You know, they, you got the shot for free. But no, you're, you're, no, you didn't get it for free. Your taxpayers, your tax dollars paid Pfizer all these billions of dollars and, and what other other companies? Yeah. And and you, Fauci's you, that are with his hand out. Fucking, I'm sure someone in the Biden family had their fucking hand out. Right, I'm sure. You know. Yeah. Fauci needs to go to prison. <laughs> yeah, yeah, exactly. And, and like, not just, like, country club prison like fucking prison hard, hard prison. labor get shanked yeah he can take fucking uh manson's excel because it's empty now <laughs> <laughs> but yeah so ivermectin so but it, yeah that the reason why they fucking slapped you in the face or what or didn't want you to bring up ivermectin because it worked and it would have fucking negated their fucking emergency use for the fucking for the fucking vaccine yeah yeah so uh, fuck all you government people. Uh, so hey, yeah. Um, let's do our Budweiser. You got a Budweiser? Uh, I got something about Budweiser Bud Light. Uh, the Sturgis thing? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> okay, go ahead. Dude. Do you have that one? Yeah. If, if you have it, it might be. Uh, well, I can play it here. Uh, so if you're not sure what's going on, Sturgis was sponsored partially in, in part by Budweiser. Well, it wasn't. It, it was the okay. If you if you look at the commercials. Lately, Budweiser had a commercial out where they're working with Folds of Honor because they're trying to fucking bring their shit back, right? Right, they're trying to... Oh, well, look how patriotic we are. Yeah, look, look how, we, we're giving money to Folds of Honor and blah, 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 and, and stuff. So they have this huge fucking... Booth. Booth. A up in party Stur- area at yeah. Sturgis. You want me to play it? Yeah, if you got it. Yeah, up in Sturgis. So here, here, here it is. Listen to this story. Here we are, Sturgis. Bud Lights at midweek. Any improvement? That's what we hope. Folds of Honor is here. The light tent. We're hoping business picks up a little bit, but guys, midweek. Oh my goodness! Wow. It's dead. <laughs> guys, we're, are we seeing any uptick in business here? A little bit. Okay. Okay. I see All two right. people see, in the hey, background, like up on the positive, fucking upper right? deck. Keep it positive. Maybe by the end of the two. week. Two. There's two people. Thank they you, probably work. They probably work there. This early on in the week, guys, take a look. Sturgis, and there's people just walking by, oh, riding their bikes by, walking by. BMW tennis pack, but Budweiser having a tough go. Having a tough go. There must be a whole lot of beer left over in there. <laughs> I don't know what to say, but uh, might be too soon. No, it's not too <laughs> soon. It, it was already midweek, and they're doing this. and there's fucking nobody there. Not a fucking soul. 
I think it's funnier and shit. And then Bud, was it last week? Budweiser came. Oh, we've weathered the storm. And, no, you haven't. No, you I, haven't. You I, had to sell like six of your fucking companies. Exactly. <laughs> <laughs> they're so they're, they're still fucking like oh shit. <laughs> you haven't weathered shit. <laughs> they 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 need to sue that fucking Heinerscheid chick. Yeah, but what they're gonna get it? She don't have anything. What are they gonna get out of her? Who knows? Fucking just just humiliate her even more. Because that, that'll fucking show some of these woke motherfuckers that get in these companies and try this woke bullshit. Uh-huh. That you're responsible for... If you fucking tank a company, uh-huh. you're going to be held responsible. I will fucking bankrupt you. Yeah. In lawsuits. Yeah. Whether I win or not. The fact that you have to get so many fucking lawyers... Uh-huh. Right? It's going to bankrupt... Yeah. You know, well, that's what, that's what the government's doing to people right now. That's what they're doing to the Trump people. Yeah. Yeah. Then it shouldn't be that way, but all right, fine. Play their own fucking game on them, right? Yep. Companies do not need to make a political fucking stand. You need to sell a product. Yeah. Right? Seriously. Yeah. All of them. I mean, uh, Target, I still think it's suffering from the gay thing. Oh, from the little tuck? Oh, yeah, probably. Because I, you know, the Target over there at Gilbert Road and uh, fucking Jermaine. I drive by there daily, and uh, like a lot less cars in the parking lot. Yeah, it, it used to be that parking lot used to be fucking packed full of cars, mm-hmm. and it's not so anymore. Yeah, good for them, you know. And uh, yeah, so I mean, maybe that's something we need to start bringing up on the show, like company of the week, the fucking boycott. Then <laughs> <laughs> company of the week. Okay, so all right, what, what's it? So let's let's go to with some funny shit, and this is where I wish this is where I wish I had. The screen that I was talking about yeah. before. This is this guy right here. This this guy. Oh, dude. Have you seen him? The, no. That's him before. That's him. That's after. him after. Okay. His comment is, I transitioned from the kid my classmates beat up to the woman that's out of their league. <laughs> dude. This, it's on Cloud World on Twitter, so please go look this thing up. Oh my God! It was August eighth was the date of this thing was put on there. Please go look it up because this is the most ugliest fucking dude can ever. Can you put it on our page or what? Oh yeah, I could. Oh yeah, yeah I could. Right. I'll, I'll save it, put it on our uh, Twitter page and yeah. on our. Uh, yeah, or just share it to it. Yeah. Yeah. Okay, I'll just retweet. Well, no, because I'm on my other. Yeah. right now. So. Yeah. yeah, but you can... Yeah, I'll yeah do it from I'll, the show page. I'll, I'll save it. Yeah, and, and I'll then, put it... I'll put it could go, they could go to our show page. And, and I'll do it on True Social as well. <laughs> yeah, out of the league. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Um, Thank God. Dude, <laughs> Lindy, Lindy and I were... I was looking through stuff today, and I saw a guy, and uh, he goes, what I used to look for... There was a meme that goes, what I used to look for in a woman, and, and, it, and it had showed this big set of tits and this like nice ass. And then he goes, what do I look for now? And it's like, it shows people. Adam's apples. <laughs> Make sure they don't have one. <laughs> That's the fucking truth, dude. I know, it is. That's what you got to fucking do. Okay, so remember the dude that said that if you stopped him from going to into a woman's bathroom, yeah. he would kill you yeah. or whatever? So You look, would pay a price. Yeah. Here, this is his latest fucking... Oh, he has book. a new one? Yeah, listen to this shit. Mm-hmm. 
listening to? Listen to. Do you know how hypocritical your comment is? Okay, wait. I'm going to stop that for a second. The comment was, please tell me how other people's children are any of your business. Teach your kids to be to read and wash their ass and fuck off. <laughs> right? So, so then he... He's like, mm-hmm. Do you know how hypocritical your comment is? I mean, just stop to think about it. How hypocritical it is. You're telling me that other people's kids are not my business? Yeah. Yeah, exactly. That's exactly what they're telling you. What makes you think so? Because uh, they're not your kids? Because it, you seem to think that other people's kids are your business. No. Which is why you're telling me to... No, protecting other people's them, kids are my business. Leave them alone. Leave our kids alone. Is it clicking yet? Is the hamster wheel moving? They are my business. No, they're not. <laughs> Every single one of them out there. Wait, it gets better. Those are my kids. Every single elder in the transgender community, those are their kids too. There's elders? So this is a cult? And we are happy and willing to welcome them with open arms when you won't. So, yeah, it sounds like a cult. but Okay, so... Other people's kids are not my business. They're no. not your business. No, but protecting them from people like this yeah. is a, a community's business. Yes. Right? I'm not going to tell a parent how to raise their kids. Right? No, but, okay, but Megan, okay, Megan Fox, right? Mm-hmm. Megan Fox, the girl from Trans, Transformers? Yeah. Well, it's kind of funny that I said that from Transformers. Because her kids are, all she dresses, kids. Uh, dressed all of them. All of them. Yeah, how, what is the odds of fucking every one of your kids being a tranny? Well, so there's a whole bunch of celebrities like that. Yeah. Right? Uh-huh. Um, Charlize Theron. Uh, I mean, there's, I saw something on, on. Oh, yeah, and she has this whole fucking misconception that because she plays a tough person on fucking. Uh, that she's actually tough? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. 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 Okay, so I'm sorry. These people are put, it's a, it's a fucking mental illness, not for the kids and the trannies, but for these parents who are pushing the shit on the kids, the kids don't know better. Yeah. Right? Yeah, exactly. You're, you're damaging your kids and then they're going to wake up one day or they're, and something's going to, and they, and it's going to be too late. Yeah. Yeah. And they're going to fucking hate you the rest of their fucking lives. Yeah. Right? Yeah. And, and it's like, you know what? It is what yeah. it is. But it's, I'm, I'm sorry. This whole fucking transgender transformer bullshit. Uh-huh. It's a, it is a cult. It's a fad. It's a phase. But that particular guy... Needs his kneecaps fucking busted. Yes. He needs... Someone needs to do something. To, I mean... He, he thinks he's like this wannabe tough guy. Tough... I'm tough tranny. You won't hit a woman? Watch me, bitch. <laughs> yeah, you want, yeah, you want to fucking bet? He's not a woman. You know... But seriously. You know... Anymore... You know, everyone says violence is, is not the answer. Mm-hmm. No, sometimes violence is the answer. Yeah. <laughs> and here's, I'll give you an example right here, okay? Here's a Antifa demonstration, and a, and and they get their ass handed to them by a guy in a Prius, basically. Oh, really? Yeah. 
Oh, is this the one where the fat chick tries to hang on to the side of the car and yeah. falls? Yeah. And then they bitch at the cops for not doing anything? Yeah. Yeah, watch her. <clears throat> the, the, the guy runs after the car. Yeah. Just <laughs> Over anybody. He just ran over people. You saw that shit. What the fuck is this? Let her drive away. Are you kidding me? You'll run over peaceful protesters and the cops are gonna let him drive back. You saw that. You saw that shit. Yeah, I saw it, dude. Nobody got run over. An innocent person get ran over. This man is filming. And you're not gonna arrest him. You're not even gonna chase him. Call someone on their fucking car. Use your walkie-talkie. Say a license plate. The fuck is your they're all mad. Okay, wait. First of all, I thought the fucking Antifa hated cops. Right. Yeah. Now all of a sudden, one of their fucking fat people fucking fall down, and uh, they want him arrested because allegedly they ran him over. But it, it obviously the fat person bounced a couple times next to the car. <laughs> if you if you watch the video. So. Okay. Here, but. Okay, here's another. This is a good one. This is a good one right here. Okay. Okay. So here's here's the tw- the tweet or whatever that brought this all upon. Absolutely ridiculous. He is human. So if he's a cat, do you take him to the vet? The world's gonna gone bloody mad. So listen. To oh, this. I I, re- I this yeah. is the mother of a kid. Okay, a mother of a kid. Listen to this fucking woman. My son does identify as a cat, but I cannot take him to a vet because I tried that and the veterinarian told me that because he has human anatomy that he does not know how to to work on him or diagnose him with anything um, and he legally cannot. So, and while I do think that is a form of discrimination because, you know, my son, if he says he's a cat, he is a cat um, and he needs to be treated like that, like one, you know? No. But um, okay, I'm him? not going to press charges <laughs> because I know that he could lose his license if I if he did work on my son. So um, I'm not going to I'm not going to try to sue him or anything. So don't worry. But this is something that I want to raise awareness on because I do think that people that identify as an animal should be able to go to the vet. You know, that's the that's the medical attention that they're wanting. Um, and so I really do appreciate you asking this question. I think it's an important topic that we discuss because if if we don't, we're never going to make progress. And these people that identify as cats are going to have to continue going to human doctors. And I just because they're fucking human. <laughs> yeah. Well, okay. That the, that chick needs to be locked up. Okay. What she said. The people, right? People that identify as cats. Right. Okay. Lindy brought up a good fucking point the other day. <laughs> and I totally agree. I'm in totally agreement with this. Because um, apparently there was an email sent out from her employer about health insurance and how... Katie Hobbs signed into law yeah. that they can no longer um, exclude um, gender-affirming health care. Right? So, okay, so, look. Like, if you identify as a cat, can you, like, just, like... Go get neutered? Yeah. <laughs> and like well, get that little green tattoo <laughs> but my question was okay yeah. so if if they're allowing to have men go in and have breast augmentation 
because they identify as a woman. Uh-huh. And for the rest of us, we can't have cosmetic surgery because it's considered cosmetic. What happens if I were to go in and say I identify as a Playboy bunny? I need cosmetic surgery to be able to. And I... <laughs> You fully support it? I fully support that. <laughs> I, I identify as a supermodel and I need bigger boobs. I identify as a skinny person. Why can't I go in and get like liposuction? Hmm. This this could be dangerous. I identify as David Hasselhoff. I want a full head of hair. <laughs> I want to be what, you want to be drunk on screen and eating a hamburger? <laughs> Oh. But I'm just saying. <laughs> I'm just saying. I just want a hair, dude. I, I want hair, man. I'm just saying that it's not fair. They're saying that pl- plastic surgery uh-huh. is not allowed because it's an elective. Okay, well, unless for you... those people who have lost weight and have excess skin, even though it's me- medically, you know, Necessary. it's still it's still considered an elective surgery, and you have to pay for it out of pocket. Unless it's gender affirming. Mm-hmm. What? Okay, but my I'm gen, I identify as a skinny male. Right. So why can't I have the fat sucked out of me? So what if you identify as a female, Lindy? But I am a female. It doesn't matter. You can identify <laughs> wait, as wait, one. Wait, are you a biologist? Can you... <laughs> <laughs> Can you actually determine what a female is? You, yeah, yeah, so, yeah. so you can go and say, well, I, I identify as a female. Like, well, you are. No, but I identify as a female. So mm-hmm. I, I, need I, I need the surgery to identify. To, to be able to, to match to, my body my, my, dysmorphia. Yeah. My body dysmorphia yeah. here is See? in fact. And I do, in my mind, I just Dude, decide. Dude, I'm telling you right now, the insurance companies are going to fucking hate this shit. Because everybody's going to start identifying as something. I identify as a guy with a fucking six foot cock. So, <laughs> hold on, wait. <laughs> I know I'm not six feet tall, but so, you have to wrap it up. But, <laughs> but I identify as that guy. So start. Well, uh, well, actually, all you do is identify as a python. I mean, if we're doing animals now, <laughs> apparently, yeah. I my cock identifies as a python. I can't. I'm not gonna do it. I'm not gonna identify as it, but part of my body does. Yeah. It told me so, because you know. Because apparently, we're believing everything people fucking say anymore. Yeah. <laughs> Last night, my cock came to me and said, "I'm a python." Said, said Chuck. <laughs> I don't know. I think. I think that they're gonna come up with some lawsuits though, because. How can you tell this person, yes, you can have a breast augmentation surgery and this person, no, because... Yeah. Katie Hobbs. Yeah. Well, here's the other thing. Okay, this goes back to the, this whole abortion debate with the military. Katie Hobbs' husband, apparently his cock identifies as a snail. <laughs> <laughs> She's married? I think she so, is, yeah. with kids. Yeah. Yeah. I feel sorry for that dude. <laughs> yeah, me too. Um... But see, that's a debate in a lawsuit with the military, and that's why... You could have said I don't. The um, uh, Tuberville, I think his name is, Senator Tuberville's holding up all the uh, uh, military officer promotions. Like Tuberville? The, Tuberville. Yeah, the guy used to be a football coach or whatever. Yeah. yeah. He, uh, the one from Alabama, I think. Yeah. 
so he's holding up all these promotions for these like senior general officers and stuff mm -hmm. uh, because of the military stance where uh, they're allowing uh, soldiers to use government travel and get travel and per diem reimbursements to travel out of state to get abortions. Uh -huh. Like if, they, if they're stationed in the state that doesn't allow abortion, well, we're going to allow you and reimburse you for travel right. to go across state lines to this state to get your abortion. Yeah, well. Yeah, are you going to allow other people to travel across state lines to get for elective surgeries, yeah. or are you going to are you going to do reimbursements for breast augmentations or whatever? Yeah. Right? Yeah. Hey, I, I want to have you know a hair restoration. Okay, you know, but I'm going to do it in, <laughs> in Iowa. Hair right? restoration. Yeah. Okay. So <laughs> I'm not uh, just a client. I'm a <laughs> yeah. I'm the owner. So. I'm just saying. So it's like yeah. elective surgeries, basically, yeah. and, and it's like. I'm sorry, the military does provide birth control. Okay, there, there's where you should draw the line. Condoms? Uh, and I believe you can get, for the females can get birth control pills through mm -hmm. the military clinics also. Right. Okay. So, but an abortion is, is a, you know, why are, why are you getting reimbursed to travel out of state line? That's a personal choice? Right. Well, that's a lot of companies. Didn't the, the people bring that up in the private sector? Yeah. Yeah. And, and, and there's going to be lawsuits on that yeah. too. Yeah. Because why are you paying, giving someone paid time off in addition to their vacation to go out of state to do this elective pr procedure? Uh -huh. That's bullshit. Right. So when, when I want to have an elective procedure, I want non-chargeable paid time off. Well, you can't do that. No, why are you doing it for Sally over there? Yeah. Well, that's, that's an abortion. Oh, so you're doing it, you're going to sanction murder. Right. <laughs> right, yeah. You're going to sanction, like, a clothes hanger going through a guy's kid's scalp and fucking... Scrambling his fucking brains, but so anyways. Yeah. So this is the last funny one I have, really. Okay. Okay. And I'm not even gonna fucking tell you guys what it is. Just listen to this fucking. I got a couple funny ones too, though. Okay. Just, oh, oh damn it! Went too far. L just listen to this crazy ass fucking person. Okay. okay. And uh, we'll discuss because, especially you, Lindy. Are you guys ready for? Are, are, are you sure you're ready for this? Because this is fucking, this fucking totally fucking. Okay. Bonkers. Okay, listen. Transphobic women don't want to call post-op trans vaginas vaginas uh, because they're scared to admit that trans vaginas are superior in every way. It's tighter. It smells better. It tastes better. Oh. Um, <laughs> sorry to say this, but gentlemen prefer trans. Transphobic women. <laughs> I almost spit my beer out of my nose. <laughs> I told you I wasn't going to tell you. <laughs> <laughs> oh my God. It tastes better. How does he know? <laughs> well, yeah, I know. That's How what does I wanna, he know? That's what I want to know. How, do that, how does that dude know? Has he How does he know it smells better? How does he know it tastes better? How does he know it's tighter? How does he know? What's he comparing it to? I don't know because it 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 looks like a fucking woman to me. So I'm looking for the Adam's apple. Like, yes, yeah, I see. You almost got to start walking when you start a dating scene and just put uh, your thumb on the throat to see. Yeah. I know, just like hey, baby. <laughs> hey, what the fuck is that? Just checking. <laughs> What was it? What movie was that? Uh, fucking Crocodile Dundee? Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Exactly. That. No. It. No. Mm. Mm. 
<laughs> Tastes better. Hey, so speaking of trannies. Okay, you said you had something. Yeah, speaking of trannies, uh-huh. I saw this today, and uh, we haven't discussed it yet. Mm-hmm. But uh, New York Post headline. Uh-huh. Um, Barack Obama told X, I make love to men daily, but, <laughs> no, but he, in the imagination, yeah, the letter says. I was going to say he imagined. Yeah, the, yeah, yeah. So it, it's... Uh, <laughs> Dude, I saw that this morning. <laughs> it's like, holy fuck. He writes a letter to his ex-girlfriend. All right, first of all, who writes letters to your ex-girlfriend? Is, like Michelle, there, is there something? No, so here's the thing. He wrote this letter when he was 21 to his then girlfriend. Oh, okay. Right? Yeah. So he was like, when he was. Hey, in, if you would have sent me that letter uh-huh. when we were dating, I'd be like, see ya. Right. Yeah, well, <laughs> I would have said see you too. <laughs> so, yeah, yeah. yeah, so apparently he, uh, in his imagination, sleeps with men daily and had this big, whatever. Diatribe, which which makes the uh, whole thing about Big Mike, you know, Mike, not Michelle, Mike. <laughs> okay, don't say Big Mike because this is the whole Mike Brown weekend or whatever. Oh, is it? Yeah, yeah. Remember Mike Brown from Hands Up, Don't Shoot. Yeah, and Ferguson bullshit. Yeah, the Ferguson bullshit, bullshit. And Cory Booker was like, well, "This is the ninth anniversary of." It's like fuck you, Cory Booker. First of all, everybody, Obama's fucking own DOJ said it wasn't racist. Really. Yeah. yeah. Well, the the guy was beating the cop, trying to steal his gun. Yeah. Hey, what do you think is gonna happen? Then he yeah. charged at him. Yeah. So he shot him. Yeah. Maybe. It, well, his hands were up. Yeah, because he's probably running at him like this. Ah! <laughs> <laughs> I'm Mike Brown. Ah! I will. <laughs> Ow, that fucking arm hurts. <laughs> so anyway. Do I need bear? <laughs> Big grizzly bear. Then, and how come Mike Brown's uncle was never arrested for like inciting a riot that fucking yeah. started burning Ferguson down? Yeah, I don't know. Yeah. Which one of you's from the New York Times? You know, there's only two genders, right? There's only two genders, and they know that in Iowa. I challenge the New York Times reporter and the Washington Post reporter to try to milk a cow, and then try to milk a bull. And see how that goes. <laughs> <laughs> she must have been at the Iowa State Fair. Yeah, she I, was. Think, I think everybody's at the Iowa State Fair this Dude, that, That's classic, though. That's it classic, Kaylee. I think what? today's the last day or tomorrow's the last day. Is it? Trump was there today. So, oh, was he? Yeah, so it's probably tomorrow. But, so, yeah. Um, yeah, everybody's there this week. Cowboy Troy. Yeah. Uh, Donald Trump. All great Americans. Carrie Lake. All great Americans. So, okay, here, real quick, before we, we before we end the show with a couple other videos, or one video, one, and one audio clip. Um, this is a dude from Hawaii. Everybody knows Maui's on fire, right? Well, it's on fire. It's over now. Okay, but the media is all telling you it's fucking global warming, right? Right. Well, you going to believe a guy who lives on Maui, or are you going to believe the media? Guy who lives on Maui. So listen to this guy right here. <clears throat> All right. I've been in the industry of people losing their homes uh, due to fire, flood, mold, certain emergency services. But I need you guys to hear me out. You don't see what's going on. I feel something is bigger. I've been, I'm, I've been on Maui the last nine years. 
and I know the geographical location and how everything works. There was no fucking way that a hurricane missed Big Island, went to Maui, and didn't flood them, didn't give them, you know, crazy you know, other things, but it caused fires. It caused fires in not only on Maui, but it caused fires in the most precious parts of real estate in Maui. Lahaina Front Street is worth billions. The Hawaiians that have been holding out and the Kanaka have been holding out for years not wanting to sell their property in Lahaina due to these big million dollar companies. It is not a coincidence. I don't believe how in the most precious parts of Maui, Kula, Lahaina, and Kihei that the locals that are standing strong and do not want to give up Oprah Winfrey's fucking view up in Kula that the Hawaiians are holding out on, that the fire was going to, the, Ho the Hawaiians and the Kanaka that was holding right there on Front Street. So you're blaming big companies for starting the fire because they want the land? Well, yeah, they're saying it was a hurricane that started the fire. When was the last time a hurricane started a fucking fire? No, so what What the thing is, the hurricane didn't start the fire. The hurricane never hit the shore. Uh, I heard it was a transformer that blew. However, mm -hmm. um, that's what Lindy heard too. But here's, a, here's the thing. You have a hurricane that's off the shore and it rotates counterclockwise, right? Mm -hmm. So north of it, it's going to draw the winds from the right to the left if you're looking at a map. Uh-huh. North of Hawaii at the same time was a high-pressure system. High-pressure systems rotate clockwise. Uh -huh. So below the high-pressure system, it's going to move from right to left. So you have two you know, merging pressure systems and wind systems meeting right over the Hawaiian Islands, causing 80-mile-an-hour fucking gust winds. Okay. You get a fire start somewhere uh -huh. with 80-mile-an-hour winds, it's going to spread like a motherfucker. Right? Mm -hmm. But how did the fire start? Did they really start with a transformer? Or... Nobody knows. Nobody knows right now. Well, I but, did see a video where the winds were hitting and there was the the wires, the lines. Mm -hmm. Or sparking. And it was, it was leaning over and then it just went, right. hit the ground and right. then it started sparking. And, and Lahaina right now is the driest Yeah, it's been part dry grass. The, well, they yeah. say it's always dry, though. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, and I have family that live in Ma yeah. on Maui, so. Yeah, so it's like, stop giving us this global warming bullshit. Yeah. Yeah, it's just, it's fucking weather. You know, and the, here's the thing. These environmentalists, they really want to stop wildfires. Okay, allow these fucking companies to go back to thinning the forest and uh -huh. thinning the underbrush like yeah. we used to. Yeah, well, the Sierra Group and all these environmentalists, yeah. they, they stopped. Yeah, California got all kinds of money to fucking clear their underbrush and stuff. Right. And didn't do it. They right. took the money and used it somewhere else. Somewhere else. You know. So allow these logging companies because we still need wood for for fucking building, for paper, for all kinds of shit, right? Yeah. And they'll do it responsibly. They'll they will replant as they go. For, and trans, but they'll for thin the transgender surgery. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> you know, you, you use that fucking wood for boobs. Um, no, you need wood, dude. Um, the. Uh, <laughs> But allow them to go out and thin, thin the brush, thin the trees, get their underbrush out, huh? and watch what happens. 
You know who? You know you don't see a, you hear them every now and then, but like on the uh, uh, Native American reservations, right. you know up here, right. it's managed by them, not the and and they thin the forest, their forest and their trees and their yeah. underbrush. Right. You don't hear a lot of wildfires, you know, on some of these areas. Right. I know. But so, anyways. Speaking so, of Native Americans. Yes. Washington Redskins. Oh yeah. Oh yeah. Oh, yeah. You wanted to bring that. Uh, there was a Native American company this week. Or, or group. Group. Yeah. That gave them the ultimatum of putting it back. <laughs> Change your name back. <laughs> yeah. Or they're going to boycott some stuff or whatever. But it's just kind of funny. So what about Cleveland Indians, too? I mean, they should have included those. Because Chief Washington. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. The Guardians sucks. That fucking name sucks. Bring back the Cleveland Indians. Washington Redskins. Wait, if you got Indians fucking uh, claiming it, it must be true, right? Yeah. Yeah. Hey, um, so last but not least, uh-huh. there's a song. Out. There's a song out. Uh, a song out. Number one song on iTunes right now. This guy came out. Well, I mean, this thing got released, what, Thursday? Well, Friday? I don't even know how. He's probably been singing this a little bit. but I don't know. I mean, the, the video came out, I think, Friday. No. Nah, Thursday or Friday? Thursday or Friday. And it's number one on iTunes right now, and it's on all streaming services. I'm going to play it for you right now. Okay. It's called Rich Men North of Richmond, and it's by a guy by the name of Oliver Anthony. Okay. So listen to this. I've been selling my soul, working all day, overtime hours for bullshit pay, so I can sit out here and waste my life away. Drag back home and drown my troubles away It's a damn shame What the world's gotten to For people like me People like you Wish I could just wake up And it not be true But it is Oh it is Living in the new world With an old soul These rich men North the rich men Just miners on an island somewhere Lord, we got folks in the street Ain't got nothing to eat And the old beast milking welfare What the world's gotten to For people like me People like you Wish I could just wake up And it not be true But it is All it is Living in the new world With an old soul These rich men know the rich men Wanna know what? 
what you do and they don't think you know but I know that you do cause your dollar ain't shit and it's taxed to no end cause the rich men know the rich men It's going to be the battle hymn for the new republic. <laughs> really? Selling my soul, working all day, overtime hours for bullshit pay. So, on one of his posts, I'm mm -hmm. reading through the comments. Uh, right. There's a person on Twitter called Cat Turd. Mm -hmm. Yeah, that guy's, yeah. It says, funny. because of this wonderful, powerful song, John Rich has agreed to produce you and your music. He's the most honest person in country music. I'd jump on this offer. Yeah, yeah, John Rich, uh, I saw a post from John Rich today that said, turn this up loud. Um, <laughs> then, then I saw um, that this was number one, and it was on every streaming service. And this guy's like, he's like, totally like, lost his mind right now he doesn't know what to fucking do yeah i mean he's a he's yeah. a farmer yeah he's playing he's, he's playing a concert what, to his tomorrow? dogs tomorrow right no today today was at a farmer's today? market yeah. <laughs> i thought it was today at the farmer's market maybe it's today or tomorrow but yeah i mean this this song just and the thing about this whole song i liked it because this is the kind of shit i listen for yeah okay uh, um and, uh, but it, it just strikes a chord in you. Yeah, because it's true. <laughs> yeah. And, and the guy, he's a one man, he plays a resonator guitar. He's a one man fucking show and, oh, it, it, seriously. This, so this apparently song, he's got three songs now in the top ten. <laughs> does he really? <laughs> Holy shit. So I guess you know, I saw something on there that, mm -hmm. that had like three of his songs that are like just shooting up. Yeah, he's probably some some guy that used to just go around playing farmers markets and yeah. you know he, he gets playing in bars, local ten, bars. Yeah, tens or ten or twenty fucking people there. Yeah. Now he's gonna have to today or tomorrow, he's gonna have ten thousand, twenty thousand fucking people there. Yeah. To hear him play and and to play this song. Yeah. Yeah. Well, and to have John Reds. Well, yeah, and to have John Rich reach out to you, yeah. yeah. Oh, holy shit! Yeah. But yeah, this song, it it listen, just seriously listen to, because the one thing that grabs your attention about this song, yes, what? No, go ahead. The one thing that grabs your attention about this song is he actually attacks like social services, like welfare. Mm -hmm. No, that's like off limits, and he actually goes there and. What he says is true. No, well, I mean, everything he said is true. Yeah. You know. You're 300 pounds, you're five foot seven, and, and you want us to pay for all this. Yeah, yeah fuck you. <laughs> what yeah. I was thinking of is you told me yesterday that John Rich is going to have a live concert. Yeah. August 18th or something like that. He's going to be there. I no, mean, no. I bet he's going to be there. Next Saturday. Yeah. Next Saturday. Yeah. He's going to be on Rumble yeah. with Dan Bongino. Yeah, mm -hmm. but I bet you he brings that guy on. That would be sweet. That would so be I saw sweet. today this guy just created a Rumble account. Did he? Yeah. All right, cool. See, there you go. See, yeah. he's an American. This guy is an American. Well, I mean, this is what I mean. You fucking Democrats, you're not American. So like, stop saying you are because you're not. You have no idea what the fucking purpose of America 
or the meaning of being American is. He, he, this this guy just became, well, because he sings like, was it blues or is that folk music or whatever? Folk music, yeah. But he just became a sensation overnight yeah. because uh, of, because he sings the truth. And, yeah. you know, people like, you know, Trump. Trump's a billionaire. How do you connect with him? Why? Because he speaks the fucking truth. Yeah. Because right? he, he, yeah, he's not going to fuck, Trump's not going to lie to you. She, I know who he, he sounded like. Who? Remember Will Whitmore? Will Whitmore? Yeah, my son's favorite artist. Yeah. He yes. sounds like him. It's very similar. Or remember the dude we saw up in uh, Iowa at the guy's house? Mm-hmm. The, in the basement. The mm-hmm. basement concert. Mm-hmm. He, that song right there reminds me a lot of the song about the guy when he's singing and he saw the ghosts of the soldiers. Mm-hmm. In Richmond, Virginia, of all places, um, but, in the cemetery. But yeah, so this this, this guy, you know, he, he connects. He connects to people because we all see it. Mm-hmm. Our, our our dollars not going where it used to, um, and and it, all the bullshit. Just like we talked about in the show, and we talk about the show every week. Yeah. It, and people in D.C. who think they're so much fucking smarter than us, who try yeah. to pull the wool over our eyes, like Merrick Garland appointing the special counsel, yeah. and nothing to see here, and, mm-hmm. and January 6th committee, Trump is all bad. It's all bullshit. And this guy's singing about it. It is all bullshit, yeah. This guy's singing about it, mm-hmm. and it connects. This guy, yeah. you know what? Yeah. He's going to be a rich motherfucker. Good for him. Mm-hmm. You know, I almost, I, mean, I know his music... It's out there for free on the internet, but I'm almost about buying it just to help him out. Here, here, this is the guy. His name is Hugo Duarte. He's dead now. He died of cancer. Yeah. Okay. Um, it's, oh, yeah. The song's called Hollywood, and I want you to list, kind of listen to it and tell me it doesn't re- remind you of this. All right.
subtly more curious than fearful. Standing in the middle of a soldier's camp, wondering why they couldn't see me. But these were boys from another time, and the world they were in wasn't part of mine. So I looked and I listened and I tried to find the reason it was shown to me. to play in and in those lonesome cadences I thought I heard that sad voice saying hey boys this is Hollywood it ain't home but it's home for good we'd walk away from here if we just could never come back again hey boys come gather near and he said it in a voice so that all could hear Said time marches on, but it stands still here in the hills of Hollywood. When General Pickett strode right up to me, in a troubled voice he said, "You ain't learned." country music okay but okay now the thing about this whole song is if you listen to it it's about he goes to a, a um, cemetery mm -hmm. in richmond virginia called hollywood and he runs into soldiers from the civil war mm -hmm. or ghosts of soldiers and they're doing their thing and they don't know he's there except for general pickett comes up to him at the end and says if you don't learn from this it didn't happen again. it's gonna happen again mm -hmm. Well, that's happening again. <laughs> and and the thing is, we talked to this guy, like, and he's saying this actually happened to him. Oh, really? Yeah. This is not a. This is he wrote a song about something that actually happened to him. He was adamant that this. And and I'm not, I'm not going to argue with the guy because I will tell you right now. I went to Richmond, Virginia. Okay, Richmond, Virginia is a Civil War fucking battleground, right? So and. If you believe in ghosts or not, I had a friend. Wasn't was, Richmond the capital of the Confederacy? Yes, mm -hmm. yes. And um, she was dying of cancer, right? So I'm talking to her. She's a friend, lifelong friend of mine. And um, she goes, who's the little girl next to you? And I'm like, what little girl? And she goes, the little girl in, in the 
and she described her, the clothes she was wearing and everything else. And I'm like, uh, I couldn't tell you. I don't know. But this place is a fucking um, ghost uh, haven. So I've been to Richmond. Have you? Stationed on, well, I spent some time at Fort Lee, yeah. Virginia. Yeah. So I mean, me and you have stories to tell about, about ghosts. <laughs> but <laughs> that's, a, that's for another time. <laughs> but I'm just telling you right now, this, I mean, I, I totally, this song, when I first time I heard it, it fucking hit me like right fucking here. Yeah. And um, I, that's why I saved it, because it's a great song. And so was that other one, uh, the Richmond, North of Richmond. It's great. It's probably true. I mean, we know it's true. We We're living it. it. Yeah. So. Um, well, good luck to him, man. Yeah. And, yeah, this guy, that guy, uh, good luck to you, and we're going to follow your career. And, um, you know, it, I don't know. Thanks, I guess. Yeah. Thanks for listening. Yeah, thanks for listening. Where you can reach us at didweoffendyou at gmail.com. You got the hiccups. I got the hiccups all of a sudden. I'm all, might be ghosts. Um. (laughs) Hugo. Yeah. 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 Trust me, I was drunk that night. I talked about that guy, too. (laughs) Uh, um, And uh, um, you can find us on X or Twitter or whatever it is at didweoffend, the letter U, at and true social at on true social at did we offend you so reach out to us thanks listen share follow please follow please <laughs> I, I would really like to start getting paid again so please follow <laughs> all right guys have a good week all right bye bye <laughs>